Why, hello there. You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host, Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe, so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. Welcome to today's episode. We have a slightly lighter topic for today's podcast. I'm going to talk about some myths and conspiracy theories. So come hang out with me. Okay. All right, let's do this. So the first category of myths are everyday life myths. Let's start out strong. So there's a myth that if you have your light on in your car while you're driving, you will be arrested. I am pretty confident that most parents uh, said that to their children. Um, Hot tip, no, (laughs) that's not true. It's not real. You won't get arrested. My husband also said that he was told um, by his parents that if he turned the light on, they would crash because they wouldn't be able to see properly. What is everyone's problem with the light on the inside of the car? (laughs) What the hell? I don't know if any of this is true. Okay, so the next one is one that I've heard my entire life because I do this and yes, it's foul, but cracking your knuckles will give you arthritis. Uh, No. The Harvard Medical School did a study and the actual sound of the cracking is gases or bubbles of air between your sockets basically just being released. Um, There's no evidence to support the fact that you will get arthritis. Uh, Sometimes excessive cracking can lead to swollen joints, um, but certainly doesn't lead to arthritis. So I'm sure you've heard the one that swallowing gum is a bad thing to do because it'll stay in your stomach for seven years. Uh, No. (laughs) While you can't digest gum, if you swallow a small piece it generally just passes through the intestines and out through the body naturally. For gum to actually get stuck, it needs to be trapped in the stomach or intestines. And with such a small piece, it's unlikely to happen. However, if you consume a large amount of gum and you're chewing it and you're swallowing it, yeah, you you could potentially have problems. One of my personal favorites, if you go outside with wet hair, you're going to get sick. Um, Wrong. Colds are actually caused by viruses. Wet hair does not equate to a virus. (laughs) You might get cold (laughs) if you go out with wet hair and it's the middle of winter, um, but you can't catch a virus that way. Apparently, velociraptors are not what we think. (laughs) So like Jurassic World and Jurassic Park depict them in one way, but apparently they look nothing like that. And they had wings and feathers if you can believe that. So this Hollywood view of velociraptors is very much uh, 
a stretch from the truth. Ever heard of dropping a coin from the top of a really tall building will kill someone? It's actually been debunked. It won't. Um, it, it actually will just um, land on someone, in, let's just say it's the head, it'll land on the head, and it'll have the same feeling as if somebody had flicked you. There's no evidence to say that um, it's going to become heavier and more forceful with the longer it falls. There's just no evidence. I remember being younger and going to different people's houses for barbecues or whatever. Um, and a lot of these people had pools. And I remember being told when I was young, don't pee in the pool because they've got this special chemical and the chemical will be able to detect the urine and it will put a circle, a colored circle around you that everybody will see. And they'll go, oh, Amy's pissed in the pool. Um, so I think most kids believe this. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. So I read that it could exist theoretically and it could be created, but the problem would be you'd have so many false positives due to temperature change because naturally temperature changes in water. If the water's still and the sun's beating down on the pool, parts of it might be warmer than others that maybe are sh um, sort of shaded by plants or whatnot. So it wouldn't necessarily be accurate. So there's, it's kind of one of those products that they've gone, I mean, we could create it, but what's the point? So yeah, children, piss it up in the pool. Uh, do what you need to do, because I wish I knew that. <laughs> chloroform. It actually does not work how it's depicted in the movies. Um, so a single sniff. So most of the time in movies, you see the chloroform put onto a cloth of some description, placed on the person's mouth, and then they go unconscious. That's incorrect. You need a really, really large dose. The example provided is like a towel, like a full-size towel drenched in chloroform. And it's going to take up to five minutes for you to pass out. So anytime they're doing that in a movie in Hollywood or whoever, uh, yeah, not accurate. Um, it doesn't work that way. Another fun one is the five second rule. Uh, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Food actually becomes contaminated within milliseconds of being dropped on a floor. There is no safe duration. <laughs> so you drop it, <laughs> eat at your discretion, uh, but know that within a millisecond of it being on the floor, there is highly likely to be shit all over it. So there's also no such thing as left and right brained people. So I think there was an old um, belief that left brain people were logical and right were creative and whatever side you thought with um, mostly define the type of person that you are. I, I'm a creative because I think with the right side of my brain. Okay, so a study was undertaken at the University of Utah on over a thousand individuals. There's no evidence of a left or a right brained individual. It doesn't work that way. Um, we just use our brains, which is majority of our brain. <laughs> so there's no such thing as left and right brained. So let's go back to swimming pools. <laughs> I remember being told when I was younger that you'd have to wait 30 minutes after eating to go back and swim or go back into the water. This is a lie. <laughs> you don't need to wait that long. There's nothing that's going to stop your arms and legs from moving. Um, the only thing that you might get is a minor cramp. So people that claim, oh, your whole body will cramp up and you can't use your arms and legs. It's been debunked. That doesn't exist. That would be like a one in a million type thing. But, and you know, they say only a minor cramp may occur. So it's, it's just not accurate. 
let's talk about urban myths that I'm going to share. I've got a couple. So there was a myth that the Sydney Harbour Bridge was a tomb for three workers who were buried inside of it. In 1928, the Harbour Bridge was being built. And in this period from 1928 onwards, 16 people died in the creation of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. According to the myths, three men actually died during construction after they fell into a brick pylon on the bridge. Back in the 1920s, there were a lot of uh, migrant workers who came to Australia for a better life. But what also happened was there weren't many laws that were stringent enough to protect them. So a lot of them came here and injuries and so forth would occur and that was just the nature of it. So there were a lot of migrant workers actually working on the bridge and three of them did disappear. Um, But because they didn't really have any family ties and there were no laws to say, okay, you've got 10 people working on your site, are all 10 people accounted for? There was nothing like that. So these guys went missing and it took weeks before somebody realised. And apparently the bodies are cased in part of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. They determined that retrieving the bodies would have just been so much more difficult. So they left them there. Let's go to Beijing. There's a Beijing ghost bus story. (laughs) Stick with me. Some of these get (laughs) a little wild as we get down into them. Apparently there was a bus traveling late at night. Um, around midnight there were two men flagging down the bus the bus driver's a little bit reluctant goes oh this isn't an official bus stop but they're flagging me down I'll let them on anyway so it turns out that it wasn't two men it was actually three and it looked like two men were holding up another man who was beaten so the men were dressed in some traditional attire so the bus driver actually shrugs it off looking at them and goes well They look like actors. So maybe they were acting and didn't have a chance to change out of their costumes. That should be fine. I will let them on. No issues, no concerns. So the bus continues on its rounds and it's becoming more and more empty and people are getting off. And there's only a young man and an old man left on the bus with our three individuals in the alleged costumes. So out of nowhere, the old man actually picks a fight with the young man, claiming that he had stolen his wallet. The old man forces the young man off at the next bus stop. As soon as they get off the bus, the old man says, look, this was make-believe fight. Um, I, I just wanted to get you and I off this bus because the three men who boarded didn't have legs. And I think they were spirits because I didn't see legs connecting them to the ground. The young guy's like, oh my God, thank you so much. They go about their way. The next morning it's found that the bus actually never completed its route. The bus was found three days later with three severely decomposed bodies inside. Kind of sucks to be the bus driver because the old dude and the young dude basically bailed and were like, peace, your problem, not ours. Another one that's said to be true. However, look, I don't know whether this is true or just a great coincidence. Um, The 27 Club, the idea that popular musicians, artists or actors can die at the age of 27. Usually these deaths are the result of drug or alcohol abuse um, or some other violent means like homicide, suicide um, or transportation related accidents. But basically between the years of 1969 and 1971, 
Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison all died at 27 years old. In 1994, Kurt Cobain also dies at the age of 27, and this is when the idea of this 27 club started to emerge. So basically, there's over 60 members in this club, including Amy Winehouse and more. So is the 27 club a thing, and are really talented individuals passing away due to some other theory or myth, or... Are we just looking at an array of really unfortunate deaths and passings? Let's turn to some scary myths. (laughs) You guys knew I was going there next. I love my scary stuff. I just had to. I had to. I had to. Let's start with a classic. Let's start with Bloody Mary. So Mary, the first alleged Bloody Mary. So there's potentially three people who were Bloody Mary. So let me describe each of them to you. So we've got the first born on the 18th of February, 1516, and she was a princess and her parents ended up getting divorced at one stage. Her father remarried. So Mary's half-brother ended up taking the father's throne post the father's death. Mary's half-brother, Edward, then proceeds to die six years later. So Mary fought for the crown and the title and won, and she reigned for five years. She greatly prioritized religion and implemented reforms and restrictions aimed at restoring the Catholic Church in England. So while she was in power, she apparently ordered 280 individuals to be burnt at the stake based on religion. And this is what apparently led her to be considered as one of our um, Bloody Marys. Also, Mary didn't have a child and she died from ovarian cysts or cancer. And after this, her sister took the title. So that's one of the potential Marys that is the Bloody Mary. Um, The second is a Mary who was around the same time and she tortured and killed around 650 girls and women. She bathed in their blood and was said to be a vampire. And then the third is a lady by the name of Mary Worth um, who was notorious for killing slaves. So it's unsure which of the three is Mary But one of those three is allegedly Mary. So the urban legend is that by saying her name, she will appear in front of the mirror that you're standing in front of and you need to say her name repeatedly. So the original game back before the mirror version was a ritual where women would walk up a flight of stairs backwards. I can't even walk forwards properly. Don't ask me to walk backwards properly. But also with a candle in one hand and a mirror in another. Uh, Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to fall, break my neck, burn the place down and probably smash the mirror. Not for me. So they did this to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. Mm, (laughs) Really? (laughs) There was a chance that they would actually see the Grim Reaper. So if you didn't see your husband, you would see the Grim Reaper. And if you saw the Grim Reaper, this was an indicator that you're going to die. (laughs) Awesome. However, the modern urban myth has transformed from this backwards walking upstairs looking in mirror garbage to um, standing in a dimly lit room and saying Bloody Mary 13 times. In this particular ritual, it states that the participants are going to see either one of two things, a friendly or an evil version of Mary. If you get the evil version, you are probably going to hear screaming all around you cursing 
Uh, you're probably going to get strangled. Your soul might be stolen. Your blood will probably be drunk and your eyes will be scratched out. Uh, I might pass on that one. Uh, there are variations around the world. So uh, Bloody Mary is also Hell Mary and Mary Worth, who we mentioned a little while ago. But uh, you're not going to catch me playing it. Let's just put it that way. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't want to see the Grim Reaper uh, and I don't necessarily want to be strangled, my soul stolen, my blood drank and my eyes scratched out. Thank you. What about the story of the babysitter? who receives calls from someone who's already in the house. I love this. I fucking love this. The sad part is this is actually a myth based on a true story later turned into a movie. This is wild. So in the 1950s, we have a teenager who was babysitting a couple of children. So she's at the house. She arrives. The parents are going to a party. They give her instructions and they they basically say, we'll be back later this evening. So she was babysitting uh, for some extra money because there was some clothing she wanted to buy. I think it was a suit or a dress, something of that description. In being given the instructions from the parents... Um, she strangely also gets shown by the father how to load, unload, and fire the family shotgun. Um, okay, dokes, that's normal. You're going to be babysitting my kids. Let me show you how to load a gun. Uh, I get it's the 1950s, but Jesus Christ, people. So she was also told if there's a knock at the door, don't just open it. Turn the porch light on um, and... Make sure you can see the person and, and it feels safe before you open the door. So during the evening, a number of calls were made to the house. In the first call, the person on the other end tells the babysitter to go check on the children. And she kind of shrugs it off to begin with. And she's like, that's random. I'm sure that's not exactly what she said. <laughs> that's what she says in my head. That's random, bro. Uh, why are they calling? This is so weird. And hangs up. <laughs> Probably nothing like that in her head. <laughs> However, the person continues to ring over and over. The next interaction is the police receiving a phone call around 10.30 p.m. from somebody screaming, come quick. As the person was about to identify themselves and their location, the call was disconnected. So the police were unable to trace the call. Um, I mean, we're back in the 1950s. So I think weren't phones like two cups on a string? How do you trace that? As a long time ago, we did not have that technology. Anyway, the, the parents called the home at some stage during the evening, past that 10.30 time, and they just want to check in. The phone rings out, so they assume that she's fallen asleep and that the kids are tucked up in bed. It's about 1.30 when the parents actually head home. They arrive at their house and they notice that the front blinds on the windows were open. The porch light was turned on. As they're entering the house, they look at the, the front and back doors and they're both unlocked and they find a broken side window. So obviously after seeing all of this, they're going, what the hell? What the hell's happened? On entering the living room, they find the babysitter lying in a pool of blood, 
brutally murdered and sexually assaulted. She had a head injury and wounds that looked like they were made by a mechanical pencil. Her face was all scratched up as if fingernails had scratched her. Um, She died of asphyxiation and they determined that it was more than likely an iron cord used as the weapon. So the parents are flipping out. There's, There's a babysitter's dead body. They go, holy shit, what about the kids? So they sprint upstairs. Um, the kids are asleep, no issues, completely unharmed. So theories started to emerge and it was actually claimed that the murder was an inside job due to the fact that there was no evidence of an intruder. Dozens of suspects were interviewed and then excluded by the police. There was one person who was high on the suspect list, but they never were able to prove it. So to date, this babysitter's death remains unsolved. What about the Ouija board? (laughs) I'm never going to touch one of those things. Let's talk about an instance where it went wrong using a Ouija board. So Estefana was born in 1973 in Madrid. And from a really young age, she was very interested in the occult. In the 1990s, she went to school and like any other day, left home off to school she went. However, on this day, she decided to play with a a Ouija board that one of her friends had snuck into the school. So they began playing with the board. Uh, Nothing really happened. They were kind of just sitting there mucking around. Anyway, a teacher comes in and finds them sitting doing this ritual and confiscates the board. She grabs the Ouija board and the glass planchette falls to the ground and smashes. Everybody then saw smoke coming out of the smashed glass planchette and Estefana accidentally inhaled the smoke. It's reported that she started changing immediately. She started to have sleeping issues and then when she was able to sleep she was suffering from severe nightmares. She reported seeing shadows around her all the time. She often heard whispering voices uh, asking her to come with them and then she also started entering into trances that would last for up to 20 minutes. Her parents took her to the hospital a few times um, to see if there were any specialists that could help but unfortunately they found nothing wrong with her. There was no illness, there was no drug use, nothing. So they sent her home. There's nothing they can do. Medically, there's nothing wrong with her. The symptoms continued to escalate. And so around the home, they started seeing objects moving, um, items turning on and off by themselves, and unseen forces that were violent. So family members were reporting having their arms slammed into walls. The family dog was yeeted across the room. Allegedly, he's, he was fine. It was just a yeet. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. The thought of a dog yeeting across the room randomly is so weird. Um, and one family member um, also was shoved. So, yeah, not cool. So Estefana's sister claimed to wake up one night and see her sister levitating above her bed. Fucking pass. <laughs> Sorry, I'm out of here. <laughs> nope, <laughs> bags packed. 
Then Estefana began to get quite violent. She started barking and growling at her siblings and attacking them. There was even an occasion where she was locked in the bathroom, couldn't get out. The family were bashing on the door, trying to unlock it. And then the father allegedly came and then the door automatically just swung open and she was in there like screaming and in the fetal position. So finally, it started to get too much when Estefana started having seizures and one night the seizure that she had was so extreme that she slipped into a coma and never awoke. The doctors looking into her death could not find a single reason for her death. Apparently after Estefana's death the issues in the family home got worse. They would hear Estefana screaming in the apartment day and night, constant banging, objects moving, appliances turning on and off, glass breaking and laughter like really menacing gross laughter so the parents are there going uh we're sick of this shit uh let's get in some paranormal investigators they bought in quite a few and showed them around the home um each of the paranormal investigators were like no this is not for us we're not interested in this see you later but because they had brought through these investigators it obviously angered the spirit that was in the location of like that was inside the home and it made things worse so one night the parents are freaking out all these shits happening stuff's flying around people are getting shoved all, all the crazy shits happening and they're like what the hell do we do we can't get help from anybody so they go righto let's call the police so they call the police they're screaming down the phone come quick the police are there on the other end of the phone going what's happening here this doesn't sound right um, and it was the mother on the phone screaming at first and they said to her can you put your husband on we want to verify this story. The husband gets on, he verifies it, and they're still there going, maybe maybe the parents are drunk. Like, maybe they're drunk. Right? Is there anyone else in the house who can corroborate this story? And they said, yes, our kid, and they grabbed the sister, put her on the phone. She goes, yeah, this is actually what's happening. So after that scrutiny, the police go, right, I will send a team out. So they sent out half a dozen officers because they had no idea what they're going to face. So basically the police get there, the family's standing outside and they're like, can you go in there? And they're pointing like in the house going, we're not going back in, but you guys need to go in and investigate. So they go in, the police are looking around and then all of a sudden hell breaks loose. You've got doors opening and closing, windows opening and closing, lights turning on and off, shit flying around. And the police are there going, what the hell? <laughs> what is going on here? They end up leaving and um, they were like, there's nothing we can do. We can't find any humans. Like we're, we're not, <laughs> we can't arrest a ghost, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's no humans in there. So there's nothing we can do for you. They wrote up their reports apparently. And it was the first time in history that their reports actually referred to ghosts in a police report, which was, yeah, quite unique for the time. So finally, <laughs> finally, after all this shit, I would not have been there. If all this shit was happening, no thanks. But eventually the family moved to a new home. And apparently they haven't had any issues since. Like nothing followed them. They're happy. They're healthy. They're in a new location. And this is all a distant memory. All right, let's turn our minds to conspiracy theories. Some of these are amazing. Uh, some of them I think are true. <laughs> 
Some of them are ridiculous. Let's start off nice and strong with the earth is flat. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in 2017, get this, the Flat Earth International Conference, that's a thing, (laughs) discussed that the earth was possibly flat. There was a featured public speaker, Mark Sargent, who claims that the world is a flat soundstage under a dome. I don't even know what that means. And apparently a lot of younger people believe this particular theory. There are activists who truly believe that the earth is a flat disc with ice walls around it. I'm so confused. (laughs) How? And like, why have I not heard of ice walls? And people were like running to these walls and being like, oh, well, that's the end of the earth. Let's turn around and run back the other way. What? There's also another theory that the earth is hollow and there's an entire civilization living in the hollowed out bit. So in 2014, a reservoir of water, three times the volume of all the oceans found within the earth, was located in the actual earth. And basically, there's a theory the earth might be hollow. Look, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Look, to be fair, I don't care either. Um... (laughs) I don't care. As long as I can live happily, I'm not going to be off investigating whether there's ice walls. Okay, so there's another conspiracy theory that the Walt Disney Company actually created the movie Frozen to alter Google searches algorithm so that when people search for the story of Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen, a movie would come up instead. Trippy, right? (laughs) I would put it past them. There are a lot of people that believe that this is in in fact true. Okay, so there's a conspiracy theory that zombies are real. So people in ancient Greece used to bury loved ones with stones on top of them to prevent them rising from their graves. I think this can be debunked. I really do. Because going back many years ago, back in the 1900s, there was a lot of difficulty in some instances determining whether someone was dead or in a comatose state. And I recall uh, some sort of history class talking about um, people that had a lot of money would ask to be buried with a string tied around their finger So if they did happen to wake up and they weren't actually dead, they could pull on the string, which at the other end would have a bell, and they could ring that to signal to the the cemetery workers that they're alive, and then they would come and dig them out of their, um, what do you call it, coffins? Coffins? Graves? They would come and dig them up out of their graves slash coffins. Maybe that's what they're referring to when they're talking about zombies being real. People that weren't actually dead accidentally being buried. Don't know. Either way, I have a survival plan. So I'm ready. If we're going to do this, let's do this. I have my plan. I'm sure we all have uh, heard of this little nugget. The COVID vaccine has a chip inside of it. Mwahahaha. Far out, people. Firstly, no one gives a fuck what you're doing. Uh, secondly, if somebody is putting a chip into a vaccine and you want to track me and my boring life, by all means, you will very likely find me laying under a blanket on my lounge with my laptop on my lap 90% of the time. So 
off we go, do your worst and enjoy it. Another classic, Bigfoot is real. There have been 2,032 Bigfoot sightings in Washington alone. Some people think it's this angry beast and others a friendly giant. I've had a look at some pictures and I am hella skeptical. It legit looked like a guy in a suit with a face mask on, like um, like in a fuzzy hat. I, I mean, anything's possible. I don't know. I'm not going to say Bigfoot isn't real, but it's an interesting one. Um, that's a lot of sightings. I'd love to see the evidence. Present me your evidence. Another fun one. Mattress Firm? Never heard of it. It's a company, apparently, within the U.S., and they have a very high concentration of these companies. So in Chicago alone, there are 14 of them 0.5 miles from each other. And if you look at the map, they're literally clustered. And some of them are across the street from each other. Some of them are next door to each other. So people actually believe that this retail company is a money laundering business because of how many of these there actually are. I think one of the one of the people investigating was like, there's no way that we need that many mattresses or something like that. Like we don't we don't need that many mattresses. Um, so yeah, I don't know. So there's a conspiracy theory um, that John Lennon was under government surveillance before his death. This is actually true. He was actually considered a threat because of his anti-war songs. So in 1971, he was put under surveillance and the Immigration and Naturalization Services tried to deport him a year later. So yeah, true, he was, in fact, under government surveillance. So get this, in 1962, a town in Pennsylvania lit a landfill fire to get rid of some rubbish. The fire spread through the coal mines and underneath the town. The fire still burns today. And there are people who believe that the government started the fire to force people out of the town to allow them to collect billions of dollars worth of coal. I'm amazed with the fact that a fire can be burning for that long. That is insane. That for me is the the weirdest part. I don't put it past the government clearing out a town to uh, cash in on coal. I mean... It's probably likely, right? <laughs> so last conspiracy theory is uh, Varg Cargo Flight 967, which took off from Tokyo in 1973. After taking off, the plane was never seen again. So it was said that the plane had 50 valuable paintings on it, which led people to think that it disappeared due to foul play because obviously the people were after whatever those valuable paintings were that were on the actual flight. Strangely, though, the plane or plane wreckage, if it had crashed, has never been found. So it has literally disappeared. Not the first, not the last, I'm well aware, but it's disappeared. As with every podcast, <laughs> we close with something lighter. Uh, on this topic, I'm not wavering from this topic, let me tell you seven of the dumbest conspiracy theories I was able to find. Kicking off spot number one, we've got Alex Jones. He's an anti-vaxxer, 
a pro-gunner and believes that the government controls the weather. I'm just picturing this dude with like a tinfoil hat on. (laughs) He claims that the government is putting chemicals in our water to turn us gay. (laughs) Oh, Alex. (laughs) I love it. So spot number two, Avril Lavigne was replaced by a clone. Look. I've seen online many pictures of her um, many years ago versus now and they say, oh, she doesn't even look like she's aged. A lot of people don't, right? A lot of people don't look like they've aged. That doesn't mean they've been replaced by a clone. And if they have done, if somebody's done that, then congratulations, you've done a good job. We've also got a similar theory with Paul McCartney that he too died back when the Beatles were very popular and something happened. The Beatles knew about it. They ended up finding someone who sounded and looked like him, put him into uh, Paul McCartney's role and went from there. Holding strong in spot number four, Uh, It's believed that April is the month of government blood sacrifice season. Apparently, more bad shit happens in April than any other month. So there are groups of people who believe that the government has a blood sacrifice season throughout the month of April. (laughs) Fan-fucking-tastic. What the hell? Pulling in spot number five. (laughs) Prince Charles is a vampire. (laughs) descended from Vlad the Impaler, a.k.a. the Dude Dracula. (laughs) Ah, look. It's got something to do with the fact he's got some sort of illness and he doesn't like being in the sun. Whatever. Um, Look, good on him if he is. My hat comes off to you. You've done a good job um, of, you know, hiding yourself in plain sight, if you like. Pulling in spot number six. Ah. There are groups of people that believe the moon just doesn't exist. It's a hologram and it was created to fool people. Wonderful. Then how do you explain the walking on the moon? And I know that there's a conspiracy theory that that doesn't exist, but it does. They've proven it. So what did we walk on then? (laughs) I'm so confused. Why would anybody bother creating a hologram? And not only that, the moon's been around forever. So when did they create this hologram? Back when the dinosaurs were alive? Like, I'm so confused. It is not a hologram. I hate I hate to tell you this, but it is not a hologram. And pulling in in seventh, Barack Obama could control the weather. Amazing. Just the worst part about some of these is the rationale doesn't stand up. Like, it just doesn't stack up. Like, I'm looking at some of this shit going, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would someone believe any of this crap. Well, that's a wrap. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's topic uh, based around some real and some not so real myths and conspiracy theories. Um, I had an amazing time researching this topic. It is hilarious. There's so much dumb shit but it's intriguing because I want to know how do people think this stuff through like how does this become a thought process that it isn't just one person believing it but it's big groups of people makes no sense anyway join me next week when I explain my true ghost story to my husband he's never heard it we have been together like 15 odd years Um, I've never really spoken about it. I did say I was going to share it on my podcast. Uh, So I am. I'm going to talk him through it. 
and he claims that he can debunk the entire story. So challenge accepted. I'm also going to close out with asking him and providing my answer um, on what we would do in our final 24 hours of life. It should get interesting. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Until next time, bye.